And we are back today. Welcome, guys, back to another podcast from In the Works. Oh my god. Are we going to just start that way now? I don't know. We I might know, as well. We we should probably find a good way to start when that's not cheesy, but when that's... Um, I mean, isn't that how people usually... I hate it. I hate well, the cheesiness. Okay, then you figure it out. Okay, you god. figure it out. <laughs> All right, well, what are we... What are we doing here today? What what are we thinking about? We're reading our notebooks. We're yes. thinking about um, an interesting topic that we've actually had for a while. Um, that, you know, gonna do. I'm kind of excited about it. Um, it's more of just talking about um, the question being, um, I guess, the topic of growing up into the person your younger self would feel comfortable and safe with. And I thought that was a really interesting topic when I, I think I was just browsing online when I found it. Yeah, so. I've, seen, I've seen a bunch of TikToks that mentioned it at some point. Oh, really? Yeah, a while ago. And, you know, it's just like, oh, this is an example of, you know, how you'd feel safe you know, with yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. I've just briefly seen it. And then you you were like, hey, I'm going to do this as a topic. And it's just kind of been hanging around. And then this week we were like, oh. Funny enough, well, now it, we made plans to go ahead and like do a little bit of research for this topic. Um, going online, I couldn't really find anything with these specific words. Same so. here, same here. So you kind of, it, it kind of provoked like you had to think on your own yeah initially which is not a bad thing (laughs) that's probably what one should be doing but the internet is like the brain of all the people who are on the internet so it's crazy kind of helps so what was kind of your initial take when you heard that just to start off like without any of the research when did you hear that and like react how did you react to that when you heard it um I don't remember where, but I did see in a video and they posed the question, are you the person you are today? The person, you know, did you grow up into the person you would feel safe with if you were younger? I thought that was interesting because I never thought about that. You know, things I do um, now, would I be comfortable? And uh, I feel like it does play a pretty at least a decent rule because as a child you don't really know what's happening and then as you experience life you kind of gather those things and i guess take on certain um characteristics yes characteristics as you know just just because of the way you grew up if mm-hmm. you didn't like something, you you try and change it. Yeah, from your experiences, yeah. you gotcha. I thought that was just a really interesting thing. So, so, did you do you feel like you're at that place at all? Like, if if you little Usa were to have to hang around you, do you think you'd feel you know safe? I definitely think so. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I know. There are a bunch of things, you know, everyone, myself included, you know, I have a lot to work on. Uh, So I feel like you generally do grow up 
to be the person your younger self would be more comfortable with. But there can always be more improvements that you can make yourself feel even more safe if you think back at it. You know, I feel like if you're just generally trying to not be a terrible person, you'll end up being closer to what you think um, would be what you'd feel safe with as a kid. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. It's like if if you don't try to improve at all or um, improve the situation you're in then you'll probably go down a weird way and maybe you won't as a kid you're like you wouldn't feel safe with you now but I feel like if you generally try to go in the right direction you'll hit that at some point so. yeah and not to mention as a kid you never really think about I guess more things you would when you grow up like finances and yeah. when whatnot because all your yeah, it, you, you only feel the feelings. You only feel yeah. the the personal interaction. You don't you don't feel the like all the stress of the future and the past and the things you got to do and responsibility. So exactly. Um, online, you know, people refer that yourself past. It's still a part of you. Mm -hmm. Um, they just label it your inner child. So mm. uh, I looked up. There's actually a definition <laughs> yeah. on the uh, Merriam-Webster website. Ah. Like, I was surprised. Is that a good, uh, good dictionary? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I just know it's a place to find definitions. So. Gotcha. But it says, um, well, it is a noun. And it's the childlike, usually hidden part of a person's personality that is characterized by playfulness, spontaneity, continuity and creativity usually accompanied by anger hurt and fear attributable to childhood experiences so i thought i was just kind of so what what did you gain from the inner child thing like is that well i did a little bit more um okay. not Really take, take me through your thought process here. When you when you heard the inner child thing, where did your mind go then? I have no idea what that You're was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this means. Do you, did you go like, hey, like, oh, my inner child, and you tried to identify it in yourself? Like, what is my inner child? Yeah, no, that that's because I've say, heard yeah. that one too. Um, but I I did a little bit more. Um, I I don't know if it was like the same. I don't know if I got this different definition from the same you know the merriam-webster or just a different place that mm -hmm. kind of generalized it but it said uh inner child is part of you know, your psyche that retains innocence creativity awe and wonder towards life so i kind of read that and it felt like it clicked a little bit more so i guess that's you know that's all the things that doesn't include, you know, responsibility, having to deal with yes, shitty things. So that was my thought process with that. Not anything huge, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it definitely makes you think about yourself more. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very interesting because I don't really, I'm not very mindful of myself, I guess. I I would beg to differ on that. Like it's, I feel like uh, your mindfulness isn't um, specifically to what people would say, I'm being mindful right now. 
But, you know, self-awareness is something you do have enough of, at least. Yeah. So I wouldn't just shut it and shut it down and be like, oh, yeah, I don't have any mindfulness. I no. guess it's more just something I can work on because I have a tr I have trouble connecting with my own feelings and having to put it into words. Because as you notice with our podcast with Cody, uh, he was able to do it perfectly. He was able to put his feelings into words and even my feelings into words when I couldn't. And Damn, that's, he knew your feelings. <laughs> that's just kind of skill and I'm kind of jealous that he's so in tune with his emotions because I have such a hard time doing it and I get confused on why I get angry sometimes and, and you know this and that and so forth yeah I, it's certainly something practiced um you know people don't they don't pop out just like I know my feelings I mean usually that's part of you know parents trying to parent their child is how to articulate your feelings like you're feeling this what does that mean how do you react to it because like your feelings are your body that's talking to you and so you got to listen and be like okay i know you're like this right now this is the reason why maybe we can adjust you know stuff like that so it's it's not something that just like boom you have it so when it comes to feelings is it people always you know connect feelings with the heart but in a way, is it also a something in your brain, a oh, neurologic? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot that so happens. It, oh, I just don't understand if that's the case. When people say, when people say, you know, listen to your heart or think with your brain, that type of thing, because it's. They're generally kind of the same thing. That's exactly right. Like your brain is telling you what you're feeling, mm -hmm. not necessarily your heart, because your heart just has one purpose and to really pump blood. Well, your um, right. Well, yeah, but your heart and your brain have a lot of. Well, your brain is all neurons, and then your heart has a whole bunch of neuroconnectivity, and it's one of the first things to form with your brain too. So, in a sense, it's all one system. Ah. People tr uh, tend to separate the brain and the body, but the brain and the body are very intermingled and mixed. So it's to to say, oh, you know, you're you got to think with your head. Um, you can't, you know, feel your emotions. Well, your emotions are part of that. You just um, it's it's different reactions to things. So when you people say think with your brain, it's try to form some sort of logical conclusion when people say you know think with your heart or lead with your heart it's more of like the feeling or the emotion like i like doing this i'm gonna keep doing this you know or some sort of subconscious level type stuff but to separate the the brain and the body is a, a very bad idea because everything's interconnected and when you feel things i mean that's that's neurochemically and also things happening in your body it's it's all connected it's all part of the same system so it's you as um kind of a conscious logical processing being you have to be able to identify you know what those things are in process you know when my body does this when my brain and my body are doing this what does that actually mean is it the proper way to react things like that so it's it's something that's 
you could kind of separate, but they're inseparable. They affect each other. That makes sense. That makes a lot. Yeah, they drive each other. In fact, most of your habits and the things you think about um, are driven by things you're not fully aware of or conscious of. So feelings are just ties with your brain. Yeah, very much so. Brain in your body. That's interesting. I learned something new. <laughs> I, I just never understood it. Um, follow your heart. Do what your heart tells you. What does yeah, that mean? Dude, your heart rhythm. I mean, when you get stressed, your heart, you know, it, it feels like it's beating out of your goddamn chest. Like you can't control it. You're like, ah. but, you know, if you're chill and calm, you're going to have, you know, a nice and even heartbeat it's not going to be flying out of your chest or anything and you feel those things and your brain makes that happen and vice versa your heart makes other things happen i know like you can uh, help control your heart rate with your breath like you could consciously take a breath and then it'll affect your heart rate like things it's it's very intermingled i've had a lot of anxiety so yeah. that that really, that really hits. That take, really take hits. Take some breaths, man. <laughs> um, I actually tried uh, some of those breathing exercises in mm -hmm. high school because my social anxiety was so bad that I almost got expelled. Um, so, uh, I'm pretty sure I, one of my friends found a breathing exercise for me and she told me to go ahead and try it. Um, breathe in for a certain amount of seconds. Hold it for a certain amount of seconds. Breathe out for a certain amount of seconds. I would do that, and it still wouldn't help. <laughs> um, so uh, what would happen during that process was me breathing in would speed up my heart rate. Holding it would keep my heart rate at that level, and then breathing out would still generally keep it at that level until I don't take in another breath. So between the exhale mm -hmm. and then waiting to get another breath in. And I've never had a slowed down heartbeat or heart rate. Um, <laughs> from breath? Yeah, from breathing. So, I've tried multiple. I, I, I don't know if it's my brain being just being too anxious so it doesn't work or... Mm. I just do it wrong. Could be that. But I know there is physiologically when you, I, I don't know which way it goes, um, but when you breathe in like diaphragmatic breathing, I mean, that whole, the reason why your lungs inflate is because your diaphragm, you know, creates kind of like a, I want to say low pressure system, right? And it draws air in. Mm. Uh, same thing with your heart and blood, I believe. And like I said, I don't remember how the rates match up to that, but it's, it actually, you know, if I'm not mistaken, expands your heart a little bit. So when you breathe in, it gets a little bigger. And I, I don't know how that goes with heart rhythm, but I know that's how it affects your heart rhythm when you breathe. So, and you could very much be psyching yourself out. I mean, there's a lot you could do mentally to release, you know, stress hormones and such and continually keep your heart rate up. It's a, it's a, again, it's a practice. It's certainly it is a, practice. a practice. I am very impressed with people who can do that. 
Did you have more going off of that? No, no, I love it. Okay, so I when I approached this um, question, the you know growing up into the person your younger self would be safe with, uh, I kind of had the question: What makes it feel safe mm -hmm. around somebody? And the kind of the first thing I went to was risk the idea of risk and how um like risk is you know situation involving exposure to danger and to feel safe you pretty much want to either eliminate risk or you need to be assured that assured that the risk isn't as risky as you thought or that you know you'll be caught if you fall like if you're a kid i feel like those are the things you think about when things are risky mm. and to to relate that to a person you have to have trust in that person so it would be trust that that person will catch you if you fall that and the definition trust firm belief in the reliability truth ability uh, or strength of someone or something so you got to trust in an, in an individual to help mitigate mitigate your risk in order to feel safe so when I thought about that, I was like, okay, um, like what kind of person would look like that? And it, I instantly thought of like a good leader. What would a good leader look like? Because when there's a good leader, I mean, even if there is risk, you can still feel safe. So it's almost like, uh, like if you have a really strong father figure in your life, like things could go, you know, bad, but he's still going to be there. He's going to help you through. He'll um, show you a direction you can take. You know, he's not going to do the shit for you, but it's something, it's someone to go back to, someone to rely on, someone you can lean on, um, someone who's going to be in your corner. And that's kind of what would make you feel safe. So I kind of just looked into some things relating to um, leadership as far as like a, like a kid would think about, right? Like not what he would think about, what he would notice. So mm -hmm. one of the first things was, um, you know, humility, the humility of a person. So not everything's about them. You know, they're not boasting all the time. Right? They're not gonna you know, just be like, hey, look at me, look at me, ugh, you. No, they're, they're gonna, no matter how good they are in their place, they're, they're not going to boast about it. They're going to raise you up, you know. So that's someone you kind of, you're not going to have to compete with ego-wise. So, because as a kid, you got a big fucking ego. And anytime there's competition, that's instability, right? Like in that sense. So mm -hmm. you won't have to worry about that. Another thing is uh, respect. Do they respect you as a person? And again, as a kid, you're not thinking like, oh, is this person going to respect me? You just see their actions. Are they respecting me? You know, you don't hear those, you don't, in your mind, you don't hear the word respect. You may not even know what that is, but you understand when somebody's not respecting you, maybe they're ignoring you, they treat you like you, like you don't exist. I wouldn't feel safe around somebody who doesn't acknowledge my existence, you know, someone who just thinks I'm not there. So that was another one. Um, listening. 
when you're talking as a kid and like, is somebody just going to shut you down or do you feel heard at all? Like if you really have a problem and you gotta, you know, you're shouting, 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 talking, talking, and nobody hears you, you feel like you're alone and you feel unstable, therefore, you know, unsafe. So if my older self, what I strive to be, you know, strive to listen, that's what I would strive to do in that situation as well. And owning mistakes, you know, don't pass them off to the kid for things that you're actually, you know, responsible for. Um, so the kid doesn't know, you know, things that'll happen. They haven't been around the world a lot. They don't know, you know, if you mix this with this, it'll explode. They have no idea. So when something happens, don't just blame it on them. Oh, why didn't you, why didn't you know? Why did they don't fucking know? They don't know yet. So mistakes are on you. Hey, that happened. Here's let's give it a, you know, educational thing. Like here's why it happened. Let's try not to have that happen again. But that way they don't feel attacked for every single thing that goes wrong. Right. And then, um, allow, allow them the success. So when things do go right, you kind of raise them up. And that's kind of, um, when we were talking about relationships and friendships, that kind of, that, that happiness, that positivity, Mm -hmm. Um, that's like a foundation. Like when things go well, you know, an egotistical person will just kind of take it. And it's like, it's because of me, not you. So the kid will kind of feel left behind, left out. But, you know, if you did something, then, you know, hey, good job. You, you made this happen. Awesome. They get self-confidence out of that. Yeah. And uh, being decisive. So that would just be, the kid knows there's a direction. He knows that, um, you know, no matter what, some, even if a situation is risky, if there's something weird going on, you know, he's, he's not left stuck in the water. There's somebody who's there in his corner, um, or leading him just, you know, showing him how to go. So they're not sitting there in instability. So they feel secure in a direction and also not being extreme. So extreme anger or you know over niceness dude you you'll be seen through and if it's like extreme anger the kid will be scared Mm -hmm. they won't feel safe but i feel like with all of this it's one of the things that i thought about when it's like would i feel safe with my older self is am i um a leader enough that a kid could see it easily um and in all these situations, would I be able to react in the proper way? And not only, you know, if something goes wrong, be able to protect them. But if something goes wrong and I'm not around, you know, would I be able to you know, guide my younger self enough so that when I'm not around, they'll be fine with the risk. They can conquer the risk on their own. So that was kind of my take on the whole, on the whole thing. It was more of a, um, like, I have to be a leader myself. I mm. can't. I have to strive to be a leader now if I want my younger self to be safe or yep. to feel safe with me. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I want to say I do feel the same way. Um, I agree with a lot of stuff you say, actually. And I love how you went that route because I kind of went the other way. Oh, really? 
So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I went more towards. Uh, well, you, would you agree that like feeling safe is like a physical and emotional thing? Uh, generally with your family see if you feel safe or not in that environment yeah. i feel like yeah that is your um yeah because you can be in a dangerous situation and feel safe so that's a feeling so mine's gonna take a little bit of darker turn but okay. instead of more of um what things can really there there are a lot of right things that can happen when it comes to like your parents and mm how they raise you and how they make you feel safe and whatnot but they won't always do that there may there might be one or two things that just slip by oh shortcomings yeah shortcomings yeah. people are and, people they're human no there's also uh people who don't really have aren't i want to say as fortunate but they are, maybe that is the word they're in a lot as, more risky situations in terms of parental figures. Ah, yeah. So some people may not have, you know, a mother. Some people may not have a father. Some might not have both and just have grandparents, that type of stuff. Um, that can affect you very heavily. Um, so if you're thinking of it from that standpoint, it's just, I want to say it's a bit more difficult. Obviously, I wouldn't understand because... I'm not in that position, but it's just another thing to look at, which I thought was interesting because you went with how, you know, being a leader for your younger self, whereas this is more of a... How not to fuck up? <laughs> not really, not how to fuck up, just more of, I want to say signs. Mm, and signs you're not doing what you're supposed to, or not being. Pretty much, it's it's... The way I wanted it to work was just things to help identify if you have been in those situations or in those things and if you were able to overcome it or you fixed it while you were growing up. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, some things that children would grow up feeling unsafe would be... Uh, having strict parents my for example my parents were strict i was never really having to show emotion or given emotion so that was a shortcoming on their end because i didn't know how to process my emotions and other people have different things like having opinions is bad Parents will automatically shut it down, or someone in their family will just automatically shut it down. Uh, I'm saying family just because, as a child, that's who you're really around most of the time. Yeah. Um, so I just want to make that clear. <laughs> it's not necessarily your yeah. family, just. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, children being punished when they speak up or act differently because they want to, you know. Play, have fun, that sort of stuff. Just very strict parents that won't let them really do anything. They'll be spontaneous, show any anger or joy, and just overall being shamed. So by that would be parents. like contradicting the inner child, like yes. shoving that shit down. Yeah. So in that definition, the hidden part would probably be the um the part that 
or the reason why it would be hidden is because of things like this. Yeah, it, it, it just feels like you're covering it up and then you're just letting it sit there. But all that is just bottled up emotion at that point. So, you know, it could, it, it will break. It, you will break, you know, doing that. Um, but pretty much a lot of just verbalizing and just lowering that child's ego and, uh, you mean self-esteem or yes, something like that? Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Self-esteem. And it just really hurts. And that could lead to multiple problems too. So I just thought it was interesting that he decided to take, take two different routes. Which is nice. So it's I, nice. I kind of have this. All right. I'm just thinking of this thing. Like when we say younger self, we think of like a kid and like being a kid. Yes. Like ourselves as a child. Yes. But since we're always life isn't you know a bunch of sections it's one long spaghetti noodle so we mm -hmm. are that kid plus more yes so in the future our, when we say this question you know are we growing into the person our younger self would be safe with that is that's almost like a big loop pushing us forward in a sense that mm -hmm. like how do you feel now? Would you feel safe with you right now? Would you, if you do, if you would, or you're like, oh, there are a couple things like shortfalls. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, becoming what your younger self would be, feel safe with. That, that's almost like a loop to push you forward. So yeah. now you change, you would kind of identify that practice methods, you know, things like that to, to make a positive change. Um, so you're pretty much pers propelling yourself forward in your growth by proposing um, things that, that already exist, but you're thinking of it in a different timeline. So you, that inner child is still in you and you still feel those things. So you're basing it off of now, even though you think you're basing it off of, you know, years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's still, so it's really just a big you know, self-reflection question on yes. what am I doing going forward, I guess. Mm. And not so much as how am I in the past? I think, like you said, it's more of a question to try and better yourself and re reach your ideal self. Mm. And obviously that takes time. And I, I think that's the main point of the question, at least. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting, though, to... Like you said, like reaching your ideal self, that means, you know, what you saw, like you were a better judge of, judge of character in a way as a kid is what you're saying mm -hmm. almost in a way. Cause like, how would you feel safe with this individual? Well, if that's supposed to be my ideal self, um, then, you know, why can't I just think of that now without bringing up, you know, me as a child, but. You as a child don't know things that are going on. You in the future knows things that are going on. And so it's just kind of like a like a guide in a sense. Yeah. So part of the stuff I was saying were kind of ways you would probably feel made to feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. I also mentioned that there were also 
I guess, a reaction to that. Like what happens after with mm. all that negativity type of um, kind of just shutting down and keeping to yourself. And it's exactly what it is. It's just bottling up emotions. People go to you know, addictions. They like to avoid conflict. They have abandonment issues, issues with saying no, feeling not good enough, self-criticism, like harsh self-criticism, anxiety about thinking about new things, new possibilities, new things to do. Uh, overall people pleaser and just have a really hard time of letting go. And after reading all this online and writing it down, you're like, Oh my God, that's me. No, <laughs> literally just self-reflecting. This is a, just a big self-reflecting thing. And I think it's so interesting because I don't really do it a lot, but a lot of those really hit home <laughs> in some way or another. Yes. I mean, you may not be an addict. I or will anything, say, but... <laughs> Out of the things I listed, I'm probably not like two of those things. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I grew, I definitely grew up less to do, you know, these issues that I once had, like people pleasing and saying no. I'm more comfortable with being myself and being able to say no, even though I, I still struggle with it. Yeah. So. So it almost, it almost seems like. Um, like with those things, those characteristics mean like you're not, you don't feel safe assuming risk because new things that make you anxious, it's because there might be risk involved, you know, um, maybe you turn to addiction because of, you know, something that scares you, something you don't want to do, something you're running away from because it's risky. So I guess it's like having trouble, um, navigating in through risk. Mm-hmm. And so like when, when you're being a model for, you know, your younger self, it's, it's about, you know, just showing yourself how to assume risk and be okay. I think a big part of it also is having your younger self be okay with being yourself Mm. instead of. You know, like I said, it's more of a being closed off and to yourself rather than being open up and being yourself, enjoying what you want and being who you want to be rather than trying to be someone someone else wants you to be. Yeah. Because like I said, I've had a issue with that with my parents before. I want to say it's, I mean... I can't really say it's uh i'm just gonna say i know my friends have issues with that mm. so I, it's just a big thing it happens to a lot of people and it just kind of sucks i i do feel like it it happens a lot more lately because i mean nowadays we spend um less time around like good role models and figures i mean you know, school, school isn't always the best at being a role model. Some mm-hmm. things you just, you got to learn from your parents or, you know, some good figures. And when you're, you do school all the time now and both your parents are working, you know, you don't really have, have these individuals who would be a guide to your younger self. So I think, I think now with people 
kind of being pulled in many directions and not being able to be around their family or role models or, you know, just others in general. They're not drawn to others in mm -hmm. general. Like that's kind of a detriment in that sense. Um, uh, real quick. Yeah. Don't answer if you're not comfortable with it. But in terms of your family, how safe did you feel as a child? Like between just a scale of one to 10? Um, it would totally depend on the kind of the time frame mm -hmm. because there, there was a time where, you know, my parents were getting divorced and it was not always the nicest environment to be. Yes. Um, also, you know, at school with, you know, little kids or whatever, or middle school when everyone's all hormoned up, like it's not always the safest place to be in a sense. Like things mm -hmm. are very shaky on and unsteady. Um, mm -hmm. I would say I, I felt safe with some things, um, but not, not everything. And it's looking back kind of in my, before, before high school, or there were some body parts in high school but um kind of before that around when all that those family issues were going on um it, i did not feel the the safest overall okay. not like i was in danger of being harmed or anything yeah i mean like you know being steady the feeling of being steady yeah so i, I felt very unsteady in a lot of environments because uh, things changed all the time and they're always charged mm -hmm. um situations so so when you're for who you are now it, it's pretty much just repeating the question but as you are now if you were to say just go back in time and you were to guide yourself through that do you think you would be able to do it very well um i would i mean that's like raising a child like <laughs> <laughs> that's true i would want to slap the shit out of myself but you know it's all coming down to like that patience <laughs> that humility like um all those things i was talking yeah, about earlier i'd slap myself um, i would have to it would be certainly an exercise because i know exactly how i was feeling um at those times and it i've you know i had people telling me good things like these things that i'm speaking about right now i've mm -hmm. seen these things i've witnessed these things they're plenty of role models in my life modeling these things so i wouldn't want to say yes because i would you know like ah confidence in myself and these things i know but then again you know i i've never had to parent a child mm -hmm. so it would be something i'd have to i'd have to figure out i'd say but i'd say you generally just have a child and just test yeah. it test it well just isn't that what you... it is i mean that's true. that's also what you're doing with kids i guess is um trying to i feel bad for people now just in general yeah like, yeah people just pop out kids just to try stuff <laughs> oh yeah uh, but oh, i would say overall i probably would uh, although you know it would that would be a very odd situation. They should probably make a movie about that. But <laughs> like, how the hell would that family life work? When it's like, hey, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm, you know, ten. I'm this four year old kid. Years later, or even you know, eighteen years later, 
and how the parents would be like okay what like there's a lot more like, going on here <laughs> like i wouldn't happening? be able to chill in that area but you know all that aside um i feel like i feel like i would be both fascinated and weirded out by myself <laughs> i'd be like what the fuck but also like oh that's that's a little it's interesting you know that's funny <laughs> like uh how's that going on like even just with exercise uh -huh. like just the uh the amount I'm running now, even though it's not a crazy amount, uh, as a kid, I'd be like, what? Who the hell would do that? Yeah, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> or every day, you know, exercising, uh -huh. even though as a kid, you're running around getting a shit ton of exercise. But yeah. if you told me like, hey, um, avoid this food, you know, or this person avoids this food and exercises this much as a kid, I'd be like, you're stupid like you're an idiot you don't know what you're like are you kidding me that's so weird yeah just you should just so do whatever you want to do just i feel like whatever you want to eat yeah but i know i'm a very curious person and explorative um with ideas sometimes and so i feel like i'd be fascinated with myself to bounce off things like hey what do you think about this random thing and then i could be like i know what you're thinking and mm -hmm. i have the perfect answer for that or you know just be humble i don't have the answer for that but here's something i do know about it you know so i feel like overall it'd be it'd be weird but i think generally yeah mm -hmm. what are, same question applied to you um well i wouldn't say i felt the safest either in terms of i just my emotional and psychological well-being uh just my parents were never there for me. They were always working. I was pretty much to myself. Would you say just emotionally there for you? Like my parents? Yeah. No, I didn't speak to them about my feelings or anything at all. Gotcha. So it was just a lack of communication, lack of physical touch. Pretty much... It just felt like a huge absence of a person, even though they were still here, still living in the same house with me, that type of stuff. It just felt like a huge absence, and I didn't really have anything. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I think this, uh, I think that's why whenever I listed a bunch of those uh, signs that, you know, or possibilities that of signs for a child and mm -hmm. to work through it just a lot hit with me because a my parents were never around i wanted to get their attention so i would always try to please them i was a people pleaser i try to please everyone around me because that's what i was kind of i guess grew up doing um i lot of anxiety as you know uh i always i'm always hard on myself i am admitting a lot <laughs> but you know how hard i can be on myself and i didn't realize that was a possibility to or you know i guess it connecting with being neglected i never knew that was that kind of went hand in hand. But I, like I said, um, I, all my emotional 
needs were kind of ignored. I always had to hide or avoid them. Uh, and I wouldn't say I have any mental or physical illnesses because of it. <laughs> However, in high school, it did affect me physically, my anxiety. I wouldn't say that goes quite hand in hand, even though anxiety goes with it. I, it's like you know, it, it just one of the pieces. Stemming. One yeah. of the pieces to the puzzle. It's it's not yeah. the whole story, but it's it might be a little bit of it. Definitely, uh, but I always had high expectations for myself, and always felt like I was falling short. I wanted to bring you know best grades, be perfectionist, be what I thought my parents wanted me to be, and be to everyone and be selfless mm -hmm. I, I wanted to be there for everyone which was very unhealthy because i well it's just unhealthy well yeah if you it's, give yourself to everyone there's nothing left yeah and that stemmed off of not receive just being neglected really so it's it's definitely a lot it goes into I wouldn't say I necessarily have an eating disorder, but I do struggle with eating. And, you know, that's also one of the things about being neglected. I wouldn't say, like I said, I wouldn't say I had that. Um, and it stems off addiction and stuff. But I just kind of hit a lot with it, which it really giant, sucks. Giant therapy. It session. really sucks. Hey, here's one thing I've learned, though, is... Just because there's pain doesn't mean it's bad. Sometimes feeling the pain and just like processing it is one of the best things you can like do mm -hmm. hands down. So, you know, things that suck, like having to think about it or be like, oh, fuck, that's me. That's that's always a good thing in a sense, because then you can, you know, it's that awareness and yeah. then you can move from there. Yeah. So it's this is just a big like. <laughs> Fuck so you. when you were researching this, you were just like, "Oh God!" Like, like you were, were yeah, you going through reading. a bunch of mental things? Like, oh man, who am I? No, pretty much. <laughs> I was just writing stuff down. I was like, "That's me. That's me. That's me." Because oh yeah, I've been neglected in these different ways. When I was going through all this, I was like, "Oh man, these are these are all traits I have to work on in some way." And I could almost point to specific instances where I'm like. Oh man, I need really needed humility there, or I just needed to listen, or I I needed to own up to those mistakes, or I just needed to make a decision, so things like that. And one of the things is functioning through risky things, and that's one of the hardest things for me. Is like things are always going to be a risk, uncertain, and going forward, like that's like my biggest, that's my biggest thing. It's just I think one of the things being steady in the unknown. One of the things with risk is it's kind of hard to measure yeah. the size of the risk. So even a small risk could still feel very big and a big risk. Exactly. Feel minuscule, but if you end up doing it and it not working out, then it's just a big. Yeah, you could you could do something really risky. Had no idea that was risky. Yeah. And be like, oh, learn and about just, it later. Go, what? Blows <laughs> I could have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or you could some tiny thing. And I guess that's one thing that people struggle with is there's a tiny thing and it seems very risky. It seems like a big danger. 
when it's not. Mm -hmm. And I feel that way with a lot of things, especially after I do them. I thought all these things that I started, I was like, oh, this ain't shit. Like, so that's my biggest thing is like thinking it's a, thinking things are a big risk all the time. And sometimes they are, and sometimes they're just not really. So it's one of those things to just fight. That's, I don't know, man. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I really like that question because you know it's self-reflection. But you all, you have to think about how you were. Yeah. And then how you are going forward. Because mm -hmm. once you go, like, say you were a dangerous person, or you're a dangerous person right now, in a sense, like you abuse alcohol a lot and it gets you aggressive or something and you know you think back and like you know would I feel safe as a kid and you remember this alcoholic guy that was the same way that you didn't feel safe around and you're like oh shit that's me like it's a that's me and then you gotta go forward with that <laughs> like uh, yeah like that's sort of it's a it's a good question it's one I almost was like whatever man like why are we doing this? But I feel like you could you could really dive into no, it. No, definitely. I at first I put it down. I was thinking, oh yeah, that's that's gonna be something light. That's yeah. gonna be something light. It's gonna be easy. Yeah. It's gonna be like what ten minute conversation. Yeah. And then you dig deeper into it and there's just so much more, so many different layers and so many different ways to look at it yeah you know your point of view or your research was differed from my research Which and i enjoy that like yeah. the different like it i didn't really disagree with anything you said but just the the perspective it came from you know it really it kind of meshed the two together and it gave a broader insight and um and yeah, cody was right we do work well <laughs> but shout out to cody dang yeah. um Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to say something. I interrupted. Uh, what? I totally, totally forgot. But, um, wow, you threw me way off with that. With what part? I, I think you just said, like, Cody or something. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> Damn it, Cody. <laughs> it, it does feel nice. Oh, yeah. I sat down at the computer and, you know, I thought, you know, this is going to be 20 minutes I'll be spending on here. You know, I'll probably write a couple things down and I ended up spending 40 minutes on there and I was looking, I'm like, I didn't even write that much down. Like, I felt like I could have written so much more. And so it, I almost feel like this is just the briefest, like slightest overview that one can have on this question. Oh, no, definitely. I because you could go up into all sorts of developmental stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, There's just, a lot that goes into it. But I did research for, I want to say, just not even really research. I was just reading on it, and it was, I took an hour of my day just to do it, and I felt like I was just scratching the surface. Yeah, and one thing I really want to um, see, I would love to hear like a father's perspective on that question. Because when, mm -hmm. when you have kids, and I feel like it's almost like that question in a way put into practice. I mean, it's a little different because... You know, they're not the exact same as you. Kids are different. Um, but a lot of things will overlap with raising a child, I feel like. And, you know, that would be something I would love to either ask my dad or my brother or something and just be like, hey, you know, what do you think of this from the perspective of being a parent? 
Mm -hmm. So it's, there's a lot of facets you could go down in. So I ended up enjoying the question a little more than I thought I would. No, definitely. So. Same. <laughs> Likewise. So it ends you know, up being a positive it, thing in the end. It definitely was a thinker. Yeah. And definitely a self-reflector. It was just very different from what we usually do. I, I wouldn't. think it was just... Well, not very different, but, no, but it's more of... A little directed? Yeah. Yeah, it's that direction, man. It's that decisiveness. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're, but we're I would leading. Yeah. Okay. So if you're on Spotify or YouTube or whatever, I mean, Spotify, it might not be able to do this, but like on YouTube, um, I would love more questions kind of like this or um, ideas or topics that kind of go in that manner, that self reflection, that those deep thinker thoughts where you're like, Oh man, who am I type deal. So if you have any, I mean, just put it in the comments below. You know, make sure to Hopefully tweet at us. See it. Yeah, oh, so we don't really use our Twitter. We need to start using we that. Can, we can check it. We at can least, still check it. At least comments on YouTube and, you know, just give me, give me something you got on just a question you thought about that really kind of put you, put you down for a while. Just like, oh man. And I really got to think about this. If you're listening on Spotify, I think our YouTube is forward slash, is it just in the works or is there something else? I think it's just in the works. But if you look in up the in the works pump cover, don't click on the video, just click on our channel. <laughs> It'll be a cringy ass video, but you could click on the channel that way and find this video. I mean, we got to end up being searchable at some point. We do. <laughs> But yeah, pop it in the comments and I would love to read those questions and potentially have them as future topics. So I guess with that, I mean, do you have any other words? Oh, I guess even on our like, I guess some of our TikToks, since we don't get a lot of comments, you could always just comment there too and we'll we'll be able to see it. Oh yeah, that's we'll get notifications for this. TikTok, YouTube. I guess um, if we get, do we get notifications for Twitter? Do you have Twitter on your phone? I don't. I ended up turning it off. Maybe we can't do Twitter just quite yet. Yeah, not yet. Maybe in the future. Maybe we need a work phone. Oh, God. Or we just need to do better work with social media. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we just need to get good. Yeah. My younger self would be disappointed in my lack of social media skills. To be fair, we put a lot on ourselves. I mean, for the time that we have, I guess, yeah. Because we have roughly six to eight hours a week. Yeah. And I realized going into summer, even though it was one class, man, I still just, it's the same amount of time and almost even even less because of some other goals. I'm like, but anyway. All right. So, uh, yeah, there you have it. Yeah. Growing into the person your younger self would feel safe with. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Like we said, be sure to leave a comment. Like, about, subscribe. About <laughs> <laughs> questions that we should go over. You know, give us brain thinkers. Yeah, I want a brain massage. Okay. All right, anyway. Okay, well, bye guys. Bye.